It's interesting, by the way, driving through the country and seeing where they are taking COVID seriously and where they are not. And um, in some of these small towns, they look at you like you're crazy. I mean, I had a mask and gloves on. You know, I'd walk into a, a hamburger place or something, and they'd be like, "What? The, where the hell are you from?" Space? Yeah. By the and way, yet Jimmy. other places are more serious than we are. Yeah, it is weird to me, and I don't understand that. I don't. I, I mean, I have friends who are taking this whole thing seriously, and then I have friends who are having parties and thirty-five people. Have you? Have you have? Have you gone to any parties? Have you gone to people's? Uh, homes and hung out? Uh, yes, I have gone to a, a couple, one home, and but not big parties, nothing like that. But why would you risk going to someone's home? How did, I mean, was it such a superstar that you were with that you felt they, it's impossible that they get COVID? What is the These thought are process? People, you know what it is? There are certain people who get, who because of their job or because of their neuroses, get tested a lot. And right. I happen to get tested a lot because of my job and, and my wife as well. So, um, if somebody has been tested that week and, and I feel like I size them up, you know, every, let's be honest, everybody lies about how safe they're being with the possible exception of you. I'm <laughs> I mean, not lying. Everyone, I am safe. Yes. No, I, I, I think we all know that, but everyone exaggerates a little and it's just like, no, no, we've been this. And then you go, but wait a minute. Doesn't your, don't you have a nanny and does she live with you? And then where does, and you know, all these questions come up and you realize that it's not necessarily as, as safe as they're claiming it is because nobody wants to be seen as that typhoid Mary, you know, nobody wants to be the one with the germs. By the way, I should mention, you know, who says you're lying about vacation? Who does? Alex Jones. And he <laughs> wants to call you out on it. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. great. Oh, Alex great. Jones is My here. Favorite. Go ahead, Alex. The assault on the lies of the New World Order. It's Alex Jones. Do not believe the servants of Soros. Kimmel did not travel with her family in an RV. He spent the summer at Epstein Island running the Hollywood pedophile cult under the UN plan for COVID disarmament, funded by the TACOMs, Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Uh, thank you, Alex. I'm going to hang up on you now because there's something wrong with your connection and it doesn't sound too clear. But uh, Alex no, Jones claims that No supplements, Jimmy, nothing. Uh, oh, he's got a Infowars. Oh, wait, now it's better. All right, Alex, we'll keep going with this. Uh, you say Jimmy was on Epstein Island uh, during the entire uh, vacation. Go ahead. Jimmy has a timeshare at Epstein Island with Gates, Fauci, Bezos, and Soros. And he knows Hollywood has been exposed as a black hole to another dimension and the gates to hell. He wants the allegory of the collapse of society to push the corona hoax. Is that not true? Jimmy, <laughs> are you asking me? The, yeah. All true. Yeah, I have a timeshare. <laughs> the few timeshares that, that Bill Gates is involved with. You support Fauci telling people, don't take vitamin D3C, take our militarized testing with Bill Gates. Well, to hell I will. I will not bow to you. I will not bow to Satan. Uh, listen, you've made an accusation against a late night talk show host. I don't like that. Well, I will say a nice thing. Good luck hosting the Emmys and good luck hosting your Bilderberg ritual sacrifice. Are you going to be presenting the sacrifice to the Al, -go Al God Moloch or the subhumanoid baby feast? Which one are you doing this year, Jimmy? We're You're going insulting. Moloch this year. Moloch. Yeah, Moloch. Well, listen, you need to stop eating baby meat and start eating powdered meat. Yes. We're talking about the Liberty Food Buckets. Ah, uh, powdered meat. 
chicken, powdered cookies, powdered eggs, old Jones family recipe. It'll last for over 300 years with our natural preservatives, antifreeze, and mulch, 40% off, Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Thank you, I got a busy show. I got to go take a pish. When we come back, I uh, I have some clips I can play from the reptilian happy hour. You might want to hear that. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after these words. Stay right. tuned. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. There he goes. So good. Amazing. You know, uh, some maniacs made up like this um, fake fl- flight log of the Epstein Island. Are you on that, Howard? Are you on it, Robin? No, I, <laughs> I didn't even like, know about it. Yeah, they put my <laughs> name on it and oh, really? Bear's name on it. Tom Hanks' name <laughs> on it. Like, and, and now all these nut jobs spread it around like it's real. It, it's unbelievable what's going on in this on this planet right now. I'm kind of insulted I wasn't put on the list. How I dare know. I? Maybe you didn't yeah. make the list. Yeah, I didn't even make the list. Is that really that true? That is the A list, right? Yeah. Yeah. You mean to tell me that some guy said, okay, yeah. here are the list of celebrities who regularly visit Jeffrey Epstein, and they put they thought to put you on there? They picked everyone who uh, who criticizes Trump, and uh, and even though, you know, <laughs> Trump's name's probably really on that list, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, but meanwhile, Trump uh, is in many pictures with Jeffrey Epstein, and yet uh, I guess they're upset with you in some way. The dancing one is the best, you know the <laughs> the one with the where they're kind of like get, you know being like cool guys and dancing yeah. and checking out the girls. Oh, that's yeah. that's the best one. <laughs> Paddling around. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so get back to this vacation, Jimmy. Okay. All yeah. right. So let me understand this. Your idea of relaxing. You would have hated this. This was oh. the worst vacation of your life. This sounds so fucking horrible. Have you, you ever you, been in an RV? Never. I mean, like, when I've worked on, like, America's Got Talent and stuff, they put you in an RV while you were waiting for, like, somebody right. to walk on a trapeze or some bullshit. Right, but, right, uh, right. You know, yeah. And, like, you know, you, it's fine, but, I mean, I wouldn't want, want to be in one. It's not moving. Vacation. Yeah, no. you've never been traveling in one. You're not Fuck, driving no. it. No. <laughs> So your your concept was on vacation because of COVID, you took the kids yeah. Yeah. and Molly, put them in an RV, yes, and you decided to drive to Idaho. Yes. How long does that take from LA? It's uh, it's about a fifteen hour drive. And you do all the driving, or does Molly split the driving with you? I did all the driving. Yeah. Wow. And you have narcolepsy. That's it. <laughs> I'd be afraid you're going to fall asleep during it. Uh, you know, it's funny because I kept myself awake because there were long stretches where Molly and the kids were in the back sleeping and I was driving. And I kept myself awake by just imagining the firebomb that would occur, killing us all. And then imagining like, oh, my God, what if I was the only one that survived? How would I handle it? Would I kill myself? How would it work? You know, what would I do? I just used these terrible thoughts to keep my brain active as I drove. Does it? Does, does, is, there's a bathroom in there, right? So you don't have to make stops. The kids can use the bathroom. There's a bathroom. There's a shower. The whole thing. Yeah. And what if the kids take a shit in there? Like, does it stink? They to high heaven? No. Did they shit immediately. Uh, not even. I mean, it was like like we we pulled up to the RV. They got out. They're like, oh, there's a bathroom. I have to poop. And I was just like, oh, I was hoping we would never poop in this thing. But no, it didn't stink. It. They have it figured out. It's pretty high tech now. Oh, yeah. I say it's high tech, but it's really not. It's like a, it's like 
a Ramada Inn on wheels. It's like you're driving just a giant rectangle. And how were Molly's feet? Uh, did they smell in the uh, RV because you're in close quarters? You know, not as much because we were <laughs> doing the kind of activities that require socks. But I will say that an interesting there's been an interesting turn of events. Robin, I think you will find this. Uh, maybe you will relate to this in some way. Hmm. So Molly was, as you remember, not happy with me when I revealed the secret of her feet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Not happy at all. And, and then it became an uh, ongoing thing every time I'm on the show. And now she's very stressed because of, of the election and the fact that the whole West coast is on fire and, you know, with the kids and the home school and all of this stuff, very, very stressed, worried about the future of the country. But every once in a while, I see her looking at social media, which she does often. And she laughs and shows me something. It's a, uh, one of the listeners of your show posting just like a, uh, a pair of feet emoji and a skunk, or just she posts something serious like there are children still in these camps and then somebody will write wash your feet <laughs> and a full 180 on this and now loves it <laughs> so whatever she is concerned about and i and i follow molly on twitter and uh, she's always got some social issue she's very passionate about uh, trump and about the the country and this and that and so people just say, they just shut her down with her feet and just say, wash your feet, you smell or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's, that's their, I don't know what their plan, I don't know if they, if they mean well or ill, but either way, she thinks it's funny. <laughs> she is a good right sport. That's yeah. how bad things are, that that's the best part of her day now. Reading about her feet. But, yeah. um, so, so when you're on this RV, the, you know, the kids I'm sure get cranky. There's a lot of yelling and screaming. Uh, at some point, did the RV break down? Is that what I heard? And and Molly got really annoyed, right? I mean, she she doesn't want to be on an no. RV. She didn't get annoyed. She the RV didn't break down. I got two flat tires in the RV because oh, I what drove do you do? into a hole. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, <laughs> you, drove, you drove the RV into a hole. I backed it into a hole. Yeah, there was a hole I didn't see. It's oh, hard dear. to drive an RV. <laughs> It is hard. It's like driving a bus. Yeah, how do you Especially, see the back end? You can't. Yeah, and the people driving the bus are bus drivers. I'm not, you know. You don't need any special license to drive the RV, which seems like you should. But there are two wheels on each side in the back, and they're they're right next to each other. And I got a rock in between two of the tires. And I didn't realize it, but both tires were flat. I thought just one was, and I drove around on it for like two and a half days. Uh, thinking, but I didn't realize I had no air in the tire. I don't know how I was driving even. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I had to get the tire fixed. <laughs> you mean you drove on it, not even like you had a flat tire, and you just went normal speeds, and uh, and it didn't affect anything? Yeah, the outside tire was clearly totally flat, but I assumed the inside tire was fine because I seemed to be able to drive. It turned out they were both totally flat. I still am at a loss as to how I was <laughs> driving on it. And then when you get to... And when you get to Idaho, you, you, you're not staying in the RV, right? It's just strictly for traveling. No, we stay in the RV. And also, yeah, no, we stayed in a uh, at a fishing lodge. But um, okay. we did not, yeah. But we, uh, yeah, we'd stay in the RV sometimes, though. Really? Jeez. Yeah. Molly went it's along nice. with that. It's nice. It's comfortable. What? Really? 
God. We'll drive it. We'll drive it out to New York, and you can sleep in it. You yeah, know, great. one of the things we're sitting around the house and trying to figure out what we're going to do, and we're thinking about you guys. Typically, we'd visit you over the summer, yeah. and um, and yeah, I don't know if you remember this phone call, but I just said I was like, "Listen, Howard, what if?" I'm just throwing a hypothetical situation <laughs> out there. I said, "What if? What if you were to open your front door?" And there was me and Molly with our luggage. Like, we're just, there we were. We're there. We said, listen, we we, we got tested. We're, we're clean. Would you let us in the house? And without hesitation, you said. No. 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 I did. I had to be honest with you. I would throw you right the fuck out. I mean, I, I am. You, you, Jimmy, no. you want to hear the truth, how fucking crazy I am and how tortured my life is? Yeah. So uh, Beth and I haven't seen a soul. You know, people right. keep wanting to come over and hang yeah. out or they invite us to think I'm not doing it. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just, right. I do not want to get COVID. I know I'm going to be one of the assholes that either is going to die a horrible death <laughs> or for the next five, six months, I'm going to have symptoms. It's just not going to go well. That will be fine, but I'll, I'll drop dead. And I'm not looking to drop dead. You know that. I know and that, so, yeah. yeah, I'm very afraid of what, what's next, which is nothing. I don't want nothing. <laughs> I remember before I was born, I remember it was nothing. Nothing was happening. I was, my father's ball sack. But um, so, so, you know, I, I had to get a haircut. It was driving me fucking crazy. My hair was huge and thick and like going down in the middle of my back. So we made a plan with Tony. Tony cuts my hair and she'll do a color job on Beth's hair and cut it. So we said, okay. She's coming over. Now I'm convinced I'm going to get COVID. Tony goes, listen, I get tested three times a week because she works in television. Okay. She gets tested three fucking times a week. She goes, right before I come to you, I'm going to get tested. I have a whole getup. It looks like she's walking in on the moon. It's almost a spacesuit. <laughs> I go, all right. And you can, and I said, as much as I like to talk to people, there'll be no talking. That's no talking. <laughs> no talking whatsoever during the haircut. Tony shows up. She can barely walk. She's wrapped up in a blue outfit. She's like, the poor woman is like, you know, wearing a big plastic visor. She has another mask underneath there. Everything is ready. I walk outside. I, I, I do not say a word. I get my hair cut. In about 20, 25 minutes, I'm done. Beth goes. And I said to her, please don't talk to Tony. Well, those two start yapping right away. And Beth starts yelling at me. I can't get. Tony's been tested. She she's wearing double masks. She's got a plastic shield over her face. She's wrapped in blue gauze or whatever the fuck it is. And she's telling me, I I, I heard them talking while I'm eating lunch, and I go, she now has COVID. Beth <laughs> has COVID. So now after she was done, I wouldn't go near her. And I told her she had to get tested. Beth had to go get tested. So I got her tested. And I'm still waiting for the results. Oh, but uh, the yeah. results well, are back yet? I thought you had okay. the results. No, the results take so two here's, days. Here's the question: What if she hasn't? What will well, you do? I'm, well, first of all, I'm fucked because here's what happened: I was keeping my yeah. distance from her, right? <laughs> so last night after dinner, we like to sit and play with the cats and have a you know have a nice time. And I'm looking at Beth's ass. And she's, uh -huh. she gets dressed up for dinner. She just puts on a nice outfit for dinner. And I was like, this outfit really looks great on her ass. So I, I went over to on the floor where she was playing with the cat. And I started to rub her leg. Then I was rubbing her thigh. 
<laughs> and she was like, what are you doing? I go, I'm massaging you. She goes, really? Okay, I like that. Then I, I kind of hiked up the skirt, and uh, I was playing with her ass. She goes, what are you doing? Stop that. I go, well, I, I'm your husband. I'm supposed to. She goes, aren't you afraid I have COVID? I go, I don't care. <laughs> it's time for banger clock. We're going to do it. Yeah. I took her upstairs and I, and I gave her the business right away. I did, so now you, know you what it have is? it. Now I have it. And she goes, well, you're going to get it. I go, well, you know what? Fine. If this is how I'm going out, fucking you, it's fine. I love it. I can't get enough. Yeah. I banged her last night. I said, screw it. So if, if, if God forbid she winds up testing positive for COVID, let's right. say you test negative. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. What happens? What does do you do you order her out of your home? Do you yes. leave the home? Do you go no. to separate wings or what happens? I'm not leaving. Where am I uh -huh. going to go? I'm very famous. I can't uh, just leave the house. <laughs> people people will chase me down the street. They they, they autograph hounds. So you uh, would no. send Ben Beth, Beth elsewhere. No, what I would do is, you know how my house is set up. We have that guest yeah. area. I would put her okay. in the guest area and let her uh, <laughs> hack it out until I'm until so I'm would, safe. She would be allowed to stay in the same zip code. Yes. Yeah. But you know what the problem is? Even after she, they test the negative, I would assume that she still has it in some way. Yeah, And right. I think it would end our marriage. It would be horrible. That's She'd so to, crazy. You know what I do? I'd have you drive the RV, and she could live in the RV with you and Molly. Yeah, well, for the RV, she could be right in the driveway. No problem. Yeah. Well, he's fucking... not thinking of the real problem, because Beth does everything. If she can't oh. come over to his side of the house, yeah. the other side of the house is going to be destroyed. Yeah, that's yeah. true, but... I don't care about that. I'm a guy. I can I can live through any kind of mess. Are the well, robots still cleaning Once she gets your over house? her illness, she can clean forever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I feel like this. I feel like you're enjoying this too much. This COVID. I feel like it was designed for you. You know, kind of was. I feel like uh, you maybe know. you started it. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, I did have a conversation with David Letterman off the air mm -hmm. and he did say to me you seem to be enjoying this i go yeah right. between us kind of yeah it's kind of nice <laughs> I don't have is to leave david the house. not enjoying it i'm shocked yeah, no one in america is enjoying this except <laughs> yeah you are Howard's the only yeah. one really digging this covid thing well, but here's the thing the and i don't want to give anyone medical advice but i have found through my studies and you know i do stuff <laughs> my studies have found that wearing a mask really seems to work because yes. like, I, you know, I'm involved in a couple of restaurants and, you know, they're still working and they're working every day and they're, you know, you can't divide people in a restaurant. I mean, they're divided as much as can be, but they're still working in a, in a room together every day and they wear masks. And uh, thank God, nobody has, nobody's contracted the virus. Um, and, and it's, I think it's because they wear masks and I think well, that, that's such a simple sacrifice to make. I mean, it, the idea that that's too much is so crazy. I mean, we're not asking people to wear, to, to dress like Buzz Aldrin on the moon. You know, it's right. just a mask. In fact, if somebody had had the good sense to make them, to make them a fashion thing before we went into all this, people would be wearing fucking masks anyway. So yeah. just wear a mask. Why is it such a big deal to wear a goddamn mask? In fact, most of the people, if you look at them in America, should be happy to wear a mask. I'm thrilled. I look so much better <laughs> with a mask on. I mean, it's look, you know, I love last seeing night, these, you watch the news and these people are like, 
I can't breathe uh, the mask. I can't breathe in the in the mask. You know, you go out for a run, and then <laughs> these people are like like a hundred pounds overweight. Like, where are you running? <laughs> How is yeah. this really a problem in your life? Oh, you gained so, all that weight since COVID. <laughs> it is so funny, right? Donald. <laughs> the the attitude of, of 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 the people in this country. You know, when you look back at World War II and the sacrifices that this country made to defeat the Nazis and to 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 be, remain a free country, the idea that it is such a sacrifice to wear a mask and protect your fellow man is just absurd. And and I don't know, you know, I I, I happen to, th- I mean, I was watching the president last night with George Stephanopoulos, and uh, you know, he's saying, well, some people think masks are good, other people think oh, they're bad, and I'm like, that well, was great. And yeah. George asked him for an example, and he said, waiters. <laughs> waiters. waiters. Like he's at Applebee's. Yeah, Robin, you have to see it. George says, well, give me an example of who they're bad for. And he goes, waiters. I see these waiters. I mean, it is like like somebody's crazy, like grandma is running the country. Like, waiters? What the? What are you talking about, waiters? When's well, the last time you were at a restaurant, by the way? I mean, Jesus Christ. And I think there are people in our country who are hearing this and saying that, yeah, masks are bad. And, and, and it's really not, you know, there's two things you can do. You can socially distance, right? I see people, I walk on the street, they refuse to walk six feet away. They think you should walk six feet. I always walk out of the way. I'm, my ego isn't that big, but it's shocking to me. Or somebody go, is running and they run behind you and then they come right up next to you instead of moving over. They don't move over. So social distance, wear the fucking mask, and let's knock this thing down. But no. It's not that big a deal. I mean, it really isn't that big a deal. It's crazy. I'm, my three-year-old will wear a mask, and we put Spider-Man on it, so he likes it. It's fine. No right. problem. Right. Spider-Man yeah. wears a mask to work every day. Spider-Man covers his whole face. Most he superheroes. Yeah. Most yeah. superheroes are in masks. And they love and it. stupid Batman has got nothing covering his nose or his mouth. He's got the worst He's kind of mask He's got the mask possible. on in the wrong place, yes. And look what happened. He got it. That's By the right. way, are, so are you in touch with Adam? You know, Adam Carolla, your, your partner yes, from years speaking ago. Of, speaking of bad medical advice, yes. Yeah, he's, he's, he's making fun of people for taking COVID seriously. I mean, why, Listen, why is that? What's of- going on with Adam? As you know, I love Adam dearly, but right. I'm just going to give you a little backstory on Adam and his philosophies. Adam doesn't believe in shampoo or soap, okay? <laughs> and in fact, announced that he was no longer going to use soap or shampoo at, at, anymore. And I think it was 30-something days into it, he was announcing how long he'd gone without using it. He got a horrible case of pink eye. <laughs> Did he really? Yes, it was, dis- yeah. it was disgusting. <laughs> and we were all very amused by this. Very amused. But why, why Adam would he? Also, yes. Adam also, um, when uh, my older kids were little, uh, we, we'd be, we're out in the backyard, and um, I noticed Adam urinating in their sandbox. And I go, Adam, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm peeing. I was like, you're peeing in the kids? This is where the children play. Why are you peeing in there? You Huge backyard, by the way. Ah, it's no big deal. So this is the kind of mentality we're dealing with oh. when it comes to health. Adam pees, like he'll leave his toothbrush in the sink and pee just around it, kind of a little hook shot around the toothbrush. But what is, what do you think, seriously, what do you think his, is he insane or, or, or what is he trying to be funny or is he, is it, what is going on inside his head? 
I'd say he's got a unique approach to hygiene. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to say it's ago. funny. Maybe he's burned because you remember a Y2K? Yes. So I was laughing at everybody who was panicking about Y2K when it was happening. It was like, I was like, oh my God, not my computer. And we don't know what's going to, and it could turn and there's going to be uh, looting and, and, you know, all sorts of mayhem and all this craziness and which just seemed preposterous, you know? So uh, we had a trip planned up to the mountains to Mammoth and um, Adam and his friend Donnie decided to stay home. They skipped the trip. This was like a, a group trip. And we used to love going on these trips together because they had wanted to stay and protect their homes from, uh, from potential looters. <laughs> wow. And maybe he's, maybe he learned from that. And he's like, I'm never going to get hoodwinked again. I don't know what's going on. So he doesn't on, believe anything. <laughs> he, yeah, he doesn't believe anything. Yes, he is. Uh, it, you know, the whole state is burning down and uh, and he's he's riding around without a mask. And people are uh, taking Adam seriously. But, uh, he but also they, doesn't they... understand why we won't let him in the house. He he, he called my friend Daniel. He's like, hey, uh, I'm outside. Daniel's like, outside what? He's like, outside the house. Can we come in? He's like, no, you can't come in. <laughs> come in? But I mean, he doesn't have a grasp on reality, does he? I mean, it must it must disturb you. He doesn't believe in microbes. Yes, it's but, disturbing. Uh, I hope he doesn't get it. I hope his kids don't get it. Um, I think, you know what, I think a lot of people, uh, their motivation is their parents, and they want to make sure that their their parents don't get it. Adam doesn't like his parents that much. so <laughs> He's waiting for them to get that. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> doesn't I mean, have Adam that sounds, motivation. Adam sounds like he's on the fast track to become Bigfoot, you know? I mean, it's... <laughs> Pretty close. You know, years ago, I discovered I don't need shaving cream. Shaving cream is complete, completely a scam. The only thing I have is zero. I go in the shower. I go in the shower. I take a nice hot shower. And then I take a dry razor blade and and shave. And I don't, I've never gotten cut. I never get a nick. When I use shaving cream, that's when I get cut. And that's when I get a nick. Uh, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's I think it depends on how fine your hair is. My hair is like the Ayatollah's, my beard, you know, so I need like, uh, I, I use Cremo, which is a wonderful, you just use a little dab and you rub it on and, and it, it's, it works. It's like magic. I could teach you I not to use, I could, I'm telling you, my beard is as thick as yours. I could teach <laughs> well, why? you. Why are you saving money? What was no. the point of this? <laughs> I never believe one. The, the point is I used to bleed all the time, constantly. Oh. And I don't now, bleed. Nothing. You don't? Yeah, I don't have that. I, I I could see it if I was bleeding, but I'm not. So get back to what's going on with uh the Emmys, ABC, yeah. your career. Let's let's get back in focus because uh, things people are really to starting know. to take off for me, Howard. Um we are <laughs> it's happening. Now so you were it's talking about this, happening. You were talking about this summer vacation. And yes. you went and you went and you did, did some relaxing things. You went fishing, et cetera. But, uh, but, but, but you came back in August and you started taping Millionaire. And how, is, and how is that working? Who wants to be a millionaire? In other words, you've got to sit with a contestant. There's a studio full of, I guess, uh, cameramen and producers and things like that. That's a pretty big operation. Uh, how does that all work? The, you know, we pared it down. There weren't that many people in the studio. I think there were a total of six people in a very big room. Uh, the contestants are 20 feet from me, probably. And that's hmm. how it, the show usually is. Not It's not even um, for COVID. 
And they were very careful. Everybody got tested every day. Um, there were, you know, there are special entrances and exits and, uh, you know, everybody wore masks the whole time. The only people who weren't wearing masks were, uh, me when I was hosting the show and the contestant when they were playing. And, um, you know, it was fine. We, we banged out 17 episodes in four days and that was that. And so what we're realizing in the world of television, and this is kind of scary because people have jobs. It seems like we really had an excess of people in television that uh, when it comes down to it, all of a sudden we realize, like, you know, a skeleton crew can run these shows. Is that correct? Um, you can get away with it if, if you really need to. It's, you di- there are many things you can't do. Like, like for our show, we go back to work the day after the Emmys remote you know we do a lot of taped comedy pieces we can't really do that there that's something that is you know you really it's a different animal you have to but as far as a studio goes uh, on so far um thank god it seems that if you're careful if everybody follows the rules and if you have a good plan uh it doesn't seem no one as far as i know is getting sick on any of the productions that are going right now so i just went to our show yesterday to check to see what the plan was and the plan it seems to be a lot of plexiglass that seems to be it seems to be <laughs> plexiglass is going to be what saves us from this Jimmy, virus i don't want to put a i don't want to put a uh, you know a poison dart into the operation someone's going to get covid i mean you look at the set of batman uh rob pattinson got uh, covid uh, look at his go, mask. Yeah. yeah, but you're going back. Yeah, it's a backward mask. It's, it's, yeah. His mouth is open. But but seriously, you're going to go back to work. And right. uh, you see, so much of your show is production pieces. Even the people who produce these things and edit them. And uh, you have these wonderful little comedy bits that you guys will do. Everyone's yeah, got to get those. We, you won't we, at all. Well, no, we're, no, we're, we're, that's not the sort of thing that we're going to have to change the show a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But how about like when you edit together a piece on Trump and let's say you just cut up a bunch of, uh, Trump, uh, sound bites and things. People have yeah. to get in a room and edit that stuff, don't they? No, there's, there's, in fact, the editors aren't even coming into the show. They're all working remotely from home. It is amazing oh. what, what they can do. And, you know, I can just look at it on a screen just like we're doing right now and make edits. Oh, so then you can do a lot of stuff that you were doing in the past. And, yeah. then the, and then being in the studio is more important to you. Like, I know Fallon's going back, Colbert's going back. Do you guys all get together and decide when it's time to go back, or was this all made separately? Well, those guys have, have gone back already. They've been in their studios, I think, for a month each. And as far as I know, I mean, they haven't had any issues. So, um, you know, there is some precedent here, and it, I just think you have to wear a mask and you have to be careful. And if you are, you know, of course, there's always a chance you're going to get it. But, uh, you know, that's there's a chance I'm going to get it here at home, too. I, You know, it's not like yeah. I do the show completely by myself. By the yeah, way, I'm Jarelling now just thinking about it. It's weird. <laughs> I, just thinking no. about it has made me go to my Purell and, and work on my hands. No, because it's interesting what you say. I've seen uh, guys who work in the ER, medical doctors, who say, I have not gotten coronavirus because here's the thing I do. I wear a mask. I mm-hmm. never touch my face. Uh, and I wash my hands if I feel I've come in contact with anything. And therefore, I, it's impossible I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I hate to give you more something else to worry about. But one of my doctors, 
you know, uh, first of all, my doctor, he's, you know, he said the same thing to me. He's like, listen, I, I've got a doctor, so I have 30 people working in this office, and we have sick people coming in all the time. None of my staff has gotten the virus because we do those things. We wear a mask. We wash our hands all the time. We don't, we don't touch up. We're careful. But my, uh, I don't want to say which doctor this is, but he is a friend of ours. He disappeared for a couple of weeks and uh, we're trying to make an appointment. They said, oh, he's still sick. He got the West Nile virus oh from a God. mosquito. <laughs> from a mosquito. Yes, and was very, very sick. And apparently the West Nile virus does not leave many behind. I mean, it, like if you're lucky enough to survive it, I think a huge percentage of the people who survive it wind up blind afterwards. Oh, my oh God. My God. Oh, yeah. I, would just, I would kill myself. But how did he get that? He thinks he got it in his sitting in his backyard from a mosquito. Oh. Now you're in L.A. I imagine they have West Nile mosquitoes there, not here in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's crazy. Now is, you can't even go outside, Howard. How are you? Oh God, that is just the worst fucking story. You know, I hate fucking mosquitoes because basically what they are is like dirty, filthy syringes and you know not syringes, but yeah. they're dirty, filthy needles going yeah. around. And, and, and making a share blood supply. And I fucking hate mosquitoes. I'm, I'm, I'm completely paranoid now that you told me that. I, why don't we, why don't we just kill all the mosquitoes? Why can't that be done in this day? <laughs> I mean, honestly, Jimmy, well, you know the answer. You're a host of a late night show. I believe it might upset the balance of nature. <laughs> uh, you I don't know. know. I, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think that there are many animals that eat the mosquitoes and then those animals would die and, and so on and so on. Ah, uh, fuck them all. I, uh, <laughs> that is just a terrifying story. It truly yeah. is. Yeah. So, so, so with the, uh, Emmys, let's talk Emmys. Yes. I mean, you've been quoted as saying, I mean, you're the host of the Emmys this year, which, uh, is great. And I have to tell you, talking to Jimmy this summer a couple of times, whenever you talk to him, you're like, oh, the fucking Emmys, the fucking Emmys. I mean, you're, you're, you, 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 you make it sound like the Emmys are the most stressful goddamn thing ever. And uh, yeah. I imagine they are, because as we know, it's a no-win situation. No matter how right. good you are, there's somebody who hates it, or whatever it is. Someone will you did shit something on wrong. You. Yeah. yeah. It's all I, 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 I always I always call Jimmy the bravest man in show business, because he'll host any of these shows, and he's like, fuck you. If you don't like it, you don't like it. What am I going to do? I mean, he gives it his all, and he's always good at it. But, but Jimmy, the Emmys, what are you, you know, what is the game plan? Uh, are, is everyone going to be home? where are you going to be? What, what is the deal? I'll be at the Staples center. And the reason they chose the Staples center is because right. it's huge and they feel like they can spread what the skeleton crew that we will have there. They can spread everybody out. Um, most this of will be the live. nominees, this will be live. Okay. Most of the nominees and presenters will be at home. Uh, I think they're going to have 140 live feeds going at once which wow would be great. nothing <laughs> can go wrong yeah the technical <laughs> aspect of this is really what what concerns me and it's something i i have no control over but you know there's nothing funny about losing a wi-fi signal you know it's just like it's just suddenly there's nothing so um i'm hoping everything works that's and you know we have to rely not just on our own signal there at the, at the staple center but on each person's individual uh, internet connection at their house or wherever they are. So that's something. But, uh, for the most part, 
with a couple of exceptions, I will be alone uh, in a very, very big stadium. <laughs> That's what will be happening. That's the plan. So, all right. So you'll be alone. And I'm getting a headache thinking about this immediately because, yeah. you know, I'll say there'll be at least 10 people who will start either presenting or giving an acceptance speech. And then their 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 mic is just going to fuck up like the Zoom mic is going to go down. It's just going right. to happen. So right. will you then step in and go, I'll read this instead? Is that the plan? Well, there's nothing to read when it comes to an acceptance speech. But um, as far as the presenters, yeah, I mean, anything. Yeah, if there's a failure of any kind, I have to step in and cover it. And, there's no one else to do it. What was causing you so much agita all summer? Because when I'd call you and say, yeah, it'd be great that I'm on vacation, but I got to worry about the Emmys. What was causing all the agita <laughs> that you had to write a monologue? Is that no? Because you can't write no. a monologue too far in advance. No, that stuff I, I enjoy. Um, the agita was we just didn't know what we were going to, where we we're going to be doing it from. You know, I feel like now I have an understanding of how to host an award show, what it takes and you can kind of break it down to a, a formula, you know, as far as what you need to do. But when you don't even know where you're going to be doing it from, or if, you know, early in the summer, we didn't know if we'd have, we'd be past this and have an audience or not. Like there were just, there were nothing but question marks and it makes it hard to proceed and plan when you don't know, you don't even know the setting. Do you have a good idea of what's going to happen? When is the when are the Emmys? They're on Sunday. 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 Do you really have a good handle at this point? Because they're only a couple of days away. Or are you still a little bit vague on how this whole thing's going to work? I have a pretty good handle on it. Yeah, it's just a matter yeah. of if it does work. Yeah, and also whether it can be entertaining, not seeing people on yes. a red carpet and not watching, not having people, an audience, not, not having any all of that the stars stuff. there, yeah. all that shit. Jeez. I don't want it to feel like a three-hour Zoom meeting. That's my, if, <laughs> if I have one goal, that's it. So in your mind, how can you combat it turning into a three-hour Zoom meeting? Well, I just have to dip into my bag of many talents. You know, I'll be, um, <laughs> I'll be singing and dancing and juggling and doing all the stuff that, that yeah. I do, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, I just hope that um, I. the only thing I can do is be funny. That's really it's my only defense. It's the only way I can get through this thing. So I'll try to be, uh, I'll try to take care of all the things that a host needs to take care of and hopefully be funny. And, um, you know, if things go awry, they go awry. And hopefully I can make something good out of them. Are you now, in you charge? Have usually, those group of writers who are flying things in as things yeah. go on in the show—is that all going to happen? No, they'll be just kind of on a computer screen writing little notes. Oh. I was thinking about you, like whenever things go wrong, I would think it'd be really funny because you play the clarinet. If you would just start yeah. playing the clarinet, I would like—I would be entertained <laughs> by that. I, I don't know. I just like it. And then I was thinking man. about you know I said, someone. I am I'm going to make a note, bring clarinet. That's a good <laughs> bring idea. Clarinet. Yeah, like bring something fun to do. I, I thought you would like that. Bring a sketch pad. Maybe you'll right. draw. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing I was thinking is that somebody, you know, whenever you go in these Zoom meetings, somebody inevitably by accident ends up naked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that, it, that you could at least tell one of the presenters to pretend that they're caught being naked. That's the other thing that's got to happen. I like that too. Yeah. All right. Or... All right. Even better, trick their spouse into being naked 
well, without their knowledge. That would be. Funny. I said to Beth last night, if Jimmy had even thought to ask me to host, uh, not host, but you know, present something, present, right? I go, I go, like as soon as uh, that camera came up, I said you and I would be banging, or something <laughs> weird would be going down. You know, like you. I'm like, oh, oh I can't oh, believe Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, I can't believe my fucking camera's on. I didn't even realize, you know. Well, and then, uh, as you know, I would be, I would love to have you present. And if you, I'm if too you busy. Beth wanted to, <laughs> I know it's, I know it's, and the show's not over till eleven, so I don't know if you can make <laughs> it, but it's good. But but Jimmy, what would it be like? Um, the, because you're so integral to this whole thing. Are you the guy who personally calls people to get them to present? I mean, who? I, I mean, I know there's bookers and things, but 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 has it been in difficult? some cases? Yes, in some yeah. cases, yeah, for sure. Because people are also, they, you know, there are celebrities who are nominated who um, don't know if it's it's safe to be a part of. This. They don't know what they're, what we're doing. They don't know if it's appropriate to be to get an award uh, during this time. You know, they're all good questions and. And nobody trusts a, a booker or a producer. You know, they want to hear it from me. So I wind up in the middle of a lot of these conversations. So when you're so in other words, when you let's say a big star, you want that big star to be a presenter on the on the Emmys. You've got to personally call them and say, look, you're going to do it from your I guess they're presenting from their home. No one's going to be at the Staples Center with you. That's correct. Is that correct. Uh, That's correct. There, there will be there will be a little bit at the Staples Center, but um but not a lot. Most of it will be done remotely. And let's say a big star says to you, Jimmy, I don't know whether or not it's appropriate to receive an award. And, and you know, in the back right. of your mind, you're saying, of course, it's not appropriate. What kind of schmuck <laughs> got to the award during COVID? Yeah, it was never appropriate. <laughs> it was appropriate before COVID. Uh, do, do you come clean with them or how do you bullshit them into uh, actually participating? My bullshit, my line, no. I, I think... I do think it's fine. I, I really, I don't see, you know, people are, a lot of people are in their houses. There, there isn't much new television on and, you know, why not? Like, who's it hurting really? It's not hurting anybody. It's something fun to watch for three hours. Absolutely. Big deal. That's it. You know, you know, I was thinking about you. Wouldn't it be funny if like every time somebody won an award, you shame the fuck out of them? Like just, say, you know, just screw it. Just say, you know, yeah. I know you play a doctor on TV. Maybe we should give that to the real doctors. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> just put a put a green screen behind them of the wildfires now burning up uh, California and Oregon. Oh. Just, just you know, while we, they accept their just to put it in context. All yeah. we need is a window. We don't need yeah. a green screen around here. The air quality is is uh, is horrible. Do me a favor. Let me produce those uh, Emmys with you next year. You'll see green screens flying in, uh, all kinds of uh, irony. You, you would love it. It'd be it'll be wild. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 all for that. I'm okay with it. It'd be the last award show. Yeah, yeah. Let's put an end to this. Talk, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> let's check in with Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick, who are making love. Let me. Uh, yeah, right. Let me. Uh, let me. Uh, help me with this. Play role play with me a little bit. I'm a okay. celebrity. And I'm and, and I and I and I say to you, Jimmy, you know, I feel I, I love you. I love your show. Uh, I love that you're hosting the Emmys and I love show business. But I feel so ashamed to accept an award right now. I would be very, I'd feel very funny. I, I'm, I'm going to bow out of the Emmys. Uh, I hope you understand. I'd say, why do you feel that way? I feel ashamed because I feel like so many people are suffering right now. In fact, I know some people are without work. Of course, nobody in my inner circle, I don't associate with people like that. 
you know, I, I, I just feel like it's sending a bad message, you know. These people and, and, who are not working, maybe they want to see some entertainment uh, on Sunday night. And and also, I, I'd say that um, uh, we will be paying tribute to the people who have um, have have helped us through this. We will be making mm. a sizable donation for each Emmy that is won. To, oh. for, to those people, and we'll be including those people in the Emmy broadcast. So there will be um, a nice mix of of nominees and essential workers uh, who will be a part of the show. And you know what I'd say? I'd say, shit, you fuck. I, you actually convinced me. I thought me. I was I out of this. <laughs> I thought I was out. I thought I had a good argument against it. In fact, you yeah. sound more organized than our government. Right. We're not. <laughs> He's thought things through. Yeah. We are oh. not... Uh, Tone deaf to those those concerns, and we do have we do have a plan that I think uh, everybody will feel real good about. Yeah, it's like forget honoring the nurses. We got to honor our actors. Goddamn it! That's <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you know, honor those people who play nurses and doctors That's right. and police and firemen. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in your position. I'd be like, you have to see what's in our gift bag. You'll love it. Of course, you should do it. <laughs> yeah. Will people hold the actual uh, Emmy statue when they win, or will they? Will they will, is there a, a way to do that? We have a plan a- for that too. For right. some of the categories, we're going to be um, delivering the Emmys to their homes. Like, if you win, there'll be a knock on the door, and basically oh. Postmates or DoorDash will show up with your so – somebody <laughs> wearing a, a protective See, suit. I love be that. Delivering your an Emmy. Emmy is in an Uber? <laughs> basically. And it'd be great if you had, like, uh, Joe Biden deliver the Emmy, you know, get somebody oh, – you know. <laughs> That'd be great. So and so, also they've devised a box. This I don't know if I should even tell this, but they've devised this box, and um, it's like a remote control box that we're sending to the nominees, and whoever wins, they'll hit a switch, and the box opens on its own, and an arm, like a fake arm, comes out with an Emmy in, in its hand, <laughs> and it's crazy looking, and potentially dangerous. And uh, I've 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 become convinced that it's not going to work, and everybody's just going to sit there quietly when the, <laughs> when the winner's name is read. But um, hopefully, it will work because it's pretty funny to look at. Oh, so you really? I mean, you've really yeah, thought this through. Put now, some are you into this? Are you promoting some of the big names that will be presenting, uh, or is it all just a surprise? I'm wondering who I, you've convinced. Yeah, I think it's a surprise right now. I think oh, I, I, I don't know that um, that I have the green light to mention anybody. Will you, and I would be very shocked if you've overlooked this. I'm yes. just giving you a, a check because you still have time to prepare. Have you prepared a special moment for Regis Philbin? Well, uh, you know, we do have the annual in memoriam montage, but I will tell you on yes. M- a millionaire, the first episode, we've prepared a special uh, tribute to Regis uh, on that show. Yes. Yeah, but 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 on the Emmys, yes, I think... we do have a tribute to Regis. I mean, yes, of course. Yes, you do. OK, because you How were very you get upset through in memoriam, Jimmy. Jimmy, are you going to cry during In Memoriam? <laughs> I avert my eyes. Right. I believe, Jimmy, that In Memoriam, the last person, you know, as they show the pictures of the dead people that have passed away this year, and we all get right. upset. 
except for the right. people we don't even know because they were some kind of producer or something. But I'm talking about people who we knew. Uh, the last, they always freeze on the last person, and it's supposed to give you a chill because we really miss that person. Will you choose Regis or oh, Carl God. Reiner? And how oh. how much thought have you put into it? Go ahead. Wow. Uh, by the way, both two of my favorites. I mean, I love Carl Reiner. Um, or Jerry I Stiller. Think, oh, I'll throw that out there, too, as a long shot. Another great one. Yeah, this, That's right. this is going to be a heck of an in-memoriam montage this year. I'm looking so forward to it. <laughs> Crazy. I think you have to end on Regis. I, you know, he's he was on wow. television more than any human being. You know, he, he has the record for being on television most hours. I don't know how how anyone tops that. So, are you saying you really don't? You're not in on that decision, or you're you're giving I, me a guarantee that Regis holds the last position on the in memoriam? I'm sure they would listen to me if I weighed in on it, but that's one of the things I'm not necessarily meddling in the in memoriam montage. <laughs> you know? um, I once did once I hosted the Emmys and I did an in memoriam montage to myself, which is just all clips of me and it is, it is <laughs> if I was dead, and no one thought it was funny. <laughs> did, did someone like um, did someone like a uh, Diana Rigg give you enough notice to be included in the in memoriam? <laughs> Or is she aced out because of the late death? We, we will be prepared, e even right down to probably 3 o'clock on Sunday. Um, if any celebrities would like to submit their death to the <laughs> in memoriam montage, uh, you know, of course, you have to meet the qualifications. But if you do, you, we will edit you right in there. You know what I are the a, qualifications? Uh, you know, I, you know I what? A... It's weird. That's a weird thing, actually, because there's a lot of lobbying that goes on because obviously somebody passes away and and you don't you know, there are people who are on the bubble as to whether they're going to be in the main show or in the creative art show. I remember when my uncle Frank died, you know, I, you know, I, I said, hey, uh, maybe do you think he could be in the in the in memoriam montage? And I didn't know until it <laughs> aired if he was going to be in it or not. And he was in it, which was nice for us. But um it's just kind of a weird thing. It's like, like really, like once you're, you're gone, who gives a shit? I mean, like, well, why would Uncle Frank care about this? But I feel like he does. So you're saying that there are agents and people in charge of calling someone at the Emmys and saying, look, my client was important. I, I want to make sure that yeah. like, like I, I'm sure uh, uh, Ken Osmond, who was on Leave it to Beaver, his agents on the phone with you constantly. Because uh, I have the over trying on to that get one. somebody on the phone. Yeah. I'm hoping it's, Kenny Osmond's in there because how, that, I love the shitty, fucking. That's how but, shitty show business is. It's the even in death, death, you have to like kind of pass an audition. Like it's the final indignity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you got cut yeah. out. You're you're on the, the cutting room floor, even in death. Yeah, because to me, Eddie Haskell is yeah. iconic. I mean, I thought Absolutely. that guy, I'm not saying he was the best actor in the world, but the, and the guy had a rough life. He, he was become, in show it's business. become a term, Eddie Haskell, you know, you're like, yes. oh, look at Eddie Haskell. Yeah. And, and the guy, the poor guy, he, he even had to leave show business because he was so stereotyped as a child that he had to become a cop. You know, he had. A, yeah, he was he, a first responder, too. That's yeah, got to mean yeah. something. Yeah. And, and I really have a fear. And, and this would be me if I was if I was the agent, I'd be like. Listen, Jimmy, Kenny Osmond was a first responder, so you got to fucking <laughs> consider that. And I mean, this is a guy I've represented for in years. Day and age. I've represented a lot of people. You know who I represent? Uh, who? You've heard, you've heard of the Baldwins, you know? Yes, uh, sure. I work with the Baldwin family. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
Ireland is my client. <laughs> and, 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 and Eduardo, the new baby. Have you seen Eduardo on the internet? You're representing the, the baby? You're representing, representing the Eduardo. baby. I got two of the babies, uh, the two most recent ones. They, they're Baldwin's. I figure it's a it, maybe it's a long shot, but I think uh, the Eduardo and uh, certainly Ireland is on the cusp of a very big career. Uh, yeah, I represent two of the 14 kids. I couldn't get